This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spare Time Bowling Show on 105.7 FM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Wade Albrecht here as well from the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Dwight, how are you doing this morning, buddy? Good morning, Sparky. Week one. Week one, you were waiting for me in the parking lot. How about that, huh? And as soon as I saw Dwight sitting there, I said, well, it's week one. Because Dwight's never this early. <laughs> no, buddy, is never this I'm early. I'm just that excited to be here, Sparky. Normally, Dwight rolls in about 59 and 30 <laughs> seconds right before the start of the show. Oh, That's man, Van McNeil taught me well. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, okay, so uh, Phil Bryler will be joining us as well. He's uh, live on site of the PBA's uh, event coming up this morning at 10 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Uh, but first... I, I'm telling you, from where the PBA was to where the PBA is with this guy in charge is truly amazing. He is the commissioner of the PBA, Tom Clark on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Sparky uh, and Dwight. Morning, Tom. It's awesome to hear. I love hearing that theme music <laughs> and the show coming back. It's great to hear. Hey, man, did you get a raise yet so you can buy us some <laughs> breakfast over at Maddie's? I was just wondering. No, I can still buy you breakfast anytime. But uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> we uh, we're we're more concerned with getting the players raises. To be honest with you, I, we got to keep building so that we can get this uh, where we want it to be. So the players are bowling for more money. You right. know, and and we're certainly on our way, and uh, we've got a great chance. But uh, mm-hmm. gre- greater chance now than ever. Uh, but uh, still got to make that happen. Okay, so I mean that's that's nice and humble of you and all that, and that's fine. But um, it, it, on behalf of you, th- this Fox deal when it happened, I said, "Oh, mm. buddy, this is going to put him on the map." Now, not only because of 
it being Fox, and you don't have to battle against uh, the NFL as much anymore, which is great. But the other thing is you get over-the-air TV. Now, here in Milwaukee, we got screwed right off the bat the first event, and it aired at midnight. <laughs> that yeah, but that right, I was not happy. I tweeted about it. Um, so fine, but at least now you get over the air events, and right away the very first one that really wasn't a. I mean, it was a fun little get together, I guess you would call it, with you know, they ten frame it, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I recorded it, but that drew over a million people right off the bat, Tom. Right. That was it. Was the highest rated <laughs> bowling show uh, since two thousand five, <laughs> and you know we talk about the NFL and battling the NFL. The NFL has been helping us. The, the uh, Fox NFL team, the first week, the, the studio crew, Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long and those guys, they set up lanes in their studio and bowled to hype our show. This week, last night during the Cowboys-Seahawks game, they did like a full minute-long highlight reel of qualifying going on over here nice. in Arlington for the Hall of Fame Classic to hype today's show. Um, you got Joe Buck, you know, talking about the Pro Bowlers Tour going on. I mean – it's uh, it's it really is a, a new world, and and not only you know did that great time slot for our first show give us the best rating we've had, but that show is re-aired about fifty times across the country, fourteen times nationally, and then a bunch of times in uh, you know in, in local Fox uh, like Fox Wisconsin channel airing it a bunch of times. So it's a it's really a whole new world, and just commercials that you see. And as you're, we're all fans of Rob Stone, and mm. Rob's a big star now, and, <laughs> and you know Rob is hyping it everywhere he goes. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a different vibe because of Fox. Yeah, the, the Rob Stone thing, obviously, that that really just put it over the top. I was good, even if it wasn't gonna be Rob Stone. I was fine with whatever you're gonna <laughs> do at this point. It didn't matter because you're gonna put yourself out in front of all these people that may never have seen the product before. So for me, it was a win, no matter who the play-by-play guy was. But then to go and get that guy who with the ham bone and everything else, yeah. uh, and then you, uh, as a PBA, embrace that whole ham bone thing and really kind of push that out there for everybody to know, I, I think that was a pretty cool deal, too. How, how, re- how receptive was he to you guys really pushing the ham bone thing? Oh, he Rob? Yeah. yeah oh, he loves it. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's, pretty, he's actually kind of humble about it because he used to get so much criticism that sure like, I don't want to piss people off or anything. But the thing is, he, he, uh, he embraces it, and as soon as we had the first ham bone on the first show, he let it go, ham bone, and it was great. I mean, you know, Rob actually is not only one of the most talented broadcasters in sports, but he's, he's, uh, he's a leader at Fox, and uh, his office is right around the corner from the, one of the top executives that I did all the deals with to bring the PBA to Fox and it helped to have Rob, you know, letting him, letting uh, the executives know how great bowling is and what bowling can mean for the, for the network. And so, I mean, Rob was a big part in bringing it back and, and how to reunite with, uh, with Randy and be back on the shows. He's pumped, man. He came last night to the hall of fame dinner that we had. And, and um, you know, he's a, he's a big, uh, big fan of bowling and, um, and has really enjoyed being a part of it. That's what I was going to say is uh, I, I thought when we first came in here that I had actually bring my peaches and herb reunited for sparking icing. It's been <laughs> a year since we've been on the air, but you could just tell that him and Randy um, you genuinely like each other and they the, the chemistry between them is so good. It just puts a smile on your face watching the two talk before and during the show. It, it's real. It's real, you know, and, and now Randy has so many, so many, so 
many better tools to explain what's going on the lanes than ever because we we have this deal with uh, Kegel Specto system yes. that yep. enables us to b- track the ball. It's called Strike Tracker, and so you can see the ideal line for every mm-hmm. player where they're where they're looking at the arrows, where their ball's breaking, the speed, the rev rates. And you can do a lot better comparisons or figure out and analyze where a mistake was made on any given shot. And you can, and it really shows people how precise the professionals have to be to succeed out here. And, and you miss by one board or you know, sometimes even a half a board right. and a half inch, and it causes yep. a, a different reaction. And, and I think that those statistics and those, um, and those graphics elements that Fox made happen because they're not cheap, you know, and Fox – was able to we've always wanted to do them but we couldn't afford it but with fox they said we like it let's do it and um and that's really elevated the show immediately as well okay so i'm just blown away by this whole thing to be honest with you i mean i watched that show and i was like this is amazing like just everything that's gone into the production of this i'll tell you something else that i liked and we'll really get into that first show me and dwight uh once you get ready for your show uh over there but what I really liked was the player intros and the player profiles of each guy uh, before yeah. they did their first 10th frame. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Well, that was kind of the idea of the show, to introduce uh, a new audience to our top players. And, and uh, you know, Fox, again, came out to Oklahoma uh, when we had a, a summer uh, swing, this or fall swing last year, and uh, and filmed a bunch of, of stuff with, with you know more expensive cameras than we've ever been able to use you know to uh, to do bios on all the top players and so we were able to so we have them on stock and we can run them in and of course this first show we've got all superstars this morning you yep. know and, and so uh, we're we're loaded for bear there I don't know how many more I don't know how many profiles we can do because it's not uh, you know taped but it, it, it's live and so there's a little bit of a different dynamic there but. Um, we definitely uh, will roll in the, the type of hero shots that really just, again, elevate a production and elevate the importance of a, of a sport. The uh, 2019 PBA Hall of Fame Classic is what Tom is talking about, and uh, it's pretty cool being pregame. Never been pregame on this show before, it's ever. Well, it's a great. It's <laughs> another great example of just a communication with uh, Fox's programming. And at first, they actually thought that we wanted to be on. Uh, against the NFL on Sundays because we just have been. So they just thought that was our schedule. And I explained to them that, no, we don't. And what, who the hell would want to be out against the National Football well, League? Well, they don't, you wouldn't word it that way, but you would word it as Sunday at 1. You know? and, right. And so they just thought that's when our finals were. Ah. <laughs> I explained to them that, no, that's a programming decision by an hour. And when, so when we, we talked about this week, the, the initial idea was it's Sunday at 1. And I said, well, you know, can we come on one Eastern? Can we come on, you know, at 11 and run for the two hours before people watch the football game? And they said, yes. Perfect. <laughs> you know, and that's not the kind of answer I'm used to getting, you know, and when I'm begging with a network right. for, uh, for better programming slots. So to have them say yes, move us up to be 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern, and uh, and people can can relax, not thinking they're missing any football you know, when we're done, you can watch the, the wild card games. And, uh, you know, it's just another example. There, there's other examples throughout the year that are like that. For example, uh, we're going to do 9 o'clock Monday nights once we get to April for our PBA playoffs. And That's 9 o'clock playoffs, Eastern? 
9 o'clock Eastern. So 8 Central. Time, right. uh, 8 Central during, during our playoff run. But the first one, the first show, is actually on the night of the NCAA Bat National Championship game. And the game starts at 9 o'clock at night Eastern. So they, I said, can we come on at 7 that night? And they said, yes. So we'll be on at 7 that night and end at 9, and then you can watch the basketball game. So they're moving us around to give us the best chance to succeed. During the clash when I was watching it, I thought, well, if this was a test, I, in my eyes, you guys passed the test and then obviously then some. What do you think was the reason why so many people tuned in to that show? Was it because of the Fox versus ESPN? Well, well, time slots are really everything when it comes to ratings, and lead-ins are important. And the NFL is just the most popular pro show on television. It's, it's, the, it's the, the thing that most people watch uh, – you know, as a community in this country. So, so when you can be on, on the network on Fox after a NFL game, you're given a great opportunity. I mean, that was the win to even just get that slot. So, you know, not, so now it's up to us to hold the audience the best that we can and interest people enough. And it wasn't like a slam dunk easy one because the game didn't just end and then all of a sudden we came on. There was a half-hour post-game show we were on at the same time that the Saints and Steelers were playing on the other channel. So, so you know, it wasn't like it was easy competition, um, but it's still you, you start with a bigger pool of people and on a broad, broadcast network that reaches 120 million homes as opposed to a cable channel that reaches maybe 85 million homes. And uh, so all those factors meant that it was going to be a great potential for us to be the highest-rated show we've had in 13 years and, and actually highest in 20 years because the one that, that was higher in 2005 was really like a fluke. It was a blizzard you know, across the country that day, and, and everybody was Stayed locked in. in their homes, yep. so ratings were good everywhere that day. But, yep. but uh, So, you know, it really starts with time slots. Like this week, you're not going to expect today's show to do a number similar to what that show did. And it doesn't have that much to do with the content of the show. It has to do, you know, we're bowling, we're professional bowling. These are the best bowlers in the world. That's our show. So now you're fighting to get the better time slots and the better promotion so you can maximize your audience. You know, the other thing I was thinking about just sitting here was because when I was uh, on my way in, uh, today I saw Oscu, and you shouldn't be looking at Twitter when you drive, so don't, don't listen to me, but um, I saw Oscu tweet, you know, the lineup today or whatever else, uh, and then I retweeted it, promoted this show coming up. How much are, are you guys paying attention to the whole social media aspect now that you're on FS1 and Fox as far as putting their Twitter handles out there and stuff like that when they're on TV? Oh, big time. I mean, they're big. They help us. They're helping us promote more so than ever, ever before. The Fox Sports PR team is really into it and they you know we're we're a new shiny object to them you know so they're really they really want to help us we have new hashtags with the hashtag chasing 300 is what we're using to define the fox pba relationship because it it kind of symbolizes our 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 joint striving per, for perfection and makes you think about bowling perfection and uh, with the 300 and and so we're using that together but uh but you know one thing we've always tried to do with our fans is get them to share and retweet uh, so that we can build our own marketing. And so to have another reason to get excited for, for things because you have a, a great media empire like Fox behind you, hopefully the fans 
learn to retweet and share everything that's going on with bowling so that so that Fox feels good about their investment. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I, from my standpoint, what I was talking about was talking with Tom Clark, commissioner of the PBA, uh, here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show was, you know, when Oscar Palermo is up to bowl or whatever else, having his Twitter handle there on TV for people oh, that they want to follow mean, him, yeah, or Jason yeah. Belmonte's right, Twitter right, handle. Right. Because these guys, like you said, the bowlers themselves, I, I think, from the first World Series of bowling that I went to, to where the, not a lot of these guys really were digging social media mm-hmm. and wanting to do it, to where we are now, these guys do a way, way better job than they used to as far as promoting the sport and being active on social media. And I think you can increase the people following them and everything else if we incorporate it to the TV product. You're exactly right. You know what? And, uh, and Belmo, who has you know, obviously been the top player for the last eight, ten years, he, he, uh, he actually came to me a couple weeks ago and said, you know, what if I live tweeted while I'm on the show? And um, and and just interacted with fans when I could, you know, while the show's going on. And I said absolutely, and we've we've already were were more lax with our rules than almost any other sport, and that we encourage the players to to interact on social media, not only to promote things, but actually while they're competing, <laughs> if they want to. And uh, Belmo steps right up and says he wants to do that. Now I don't know if we've perfected it for this for this morning or not, but uh, but yeah. You know, the more we can build the following for every one of our players on Twitter, on Instagram, the more people become attached to them, the more they want to watch them compete and have a rooting interest. And, again, that's what sports is all about. So a guy like Belmo is a a superstar in our sport, and he really should have ten times the amount of followers, and he does an incredible job on social media. And I think that you'll see that he will pretty soon. I think it will grow faster. Uh, because people are going to get into this season week to week to week, and uh, as we build towards the playoffs, and and it's um, uh, you know it's pretty exciting to, to kind of envision that. Another direction that I, I I think you also have forgotten, and that that's near and dear to your heart, and and uh, we're so proud to have it in the shop now is Flow Boeing. And talking about social media yesterday, even last night, it was like every other post on Facebook was some sort of cover from Flow Boeing. Uh, letting the fans know yeah. on the updates. Can you explain a little bit about that and Flo Bowling, Tom? Yeah, Flo, yeah. It, it, I almost feel bad that Flo sometimes gets lost because of the, the excitement over Fox, but it's really both media entities happening at the same time that are giving us this great chance because Flo Bowling is a, is a real leader and growing as a digital streaming sports uh, property, and they're covering bowling like you've never seen. It's like a dream come true for any extra frame fan. I mean, how much was I – hyping extra frame for all these years with you guys and you've helped me but we built that audience up to a number flow bowling came bought the rights and now they're investing five times the amount of of money into the production values of of uh, our live streaming so people can watch every single pair of competition uh as it's going on live you can choose which lanes you want to watch you can follow one player all the way through a tournament um and they've done a bunch of uh you know tips segments and feature stories and you're going to be seeing a lot of great features on the players that are going to circulate all through their social media that they've started they started their own website covering bowling flowbowling.com and uh, so you know that in conjunction with fox uh, is really why that it's just a it's really perfect for for the bowling fan to have both yeah, the other thing, too, is when I have people come into the shop, and obviously a pro shop right now at this time of the year is very busy, 
Um, just yesterday alone, I probably had a dozen people tell me, is that live? Because uh, I, of course, have it on our TV in the shop. Yeah. And so I'm like, yes, they're down in Arlington uh, at the Hall of Fame Classic Tournament. And, you know, it helps them because the lines are very long right now, but they get involved and start asking questions and they're commenting on, you know, the, their favorite uh, bowler, be it Belmore or whoever, and uh, how's EJ doing? You know, where is he at? You know, type of deal. So it, 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 gets, it interjects them into the time in the shop. Now, if we could only have other pro shop owners do what you do, Dwight, we'd really be <laughs> yeah, off to Dwight, doing Dwight something. Dwight has it perfect. He's, and he's got it on Roku. He's got it playing all the time. <laughs> right. He's, got, he's playing archive stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think more and more – there are a lot of pro shops that have that same uh, that same idea, but uh, they, they're missing out if they don't do it. And I, bowling I alleys are now getting it, too. One of my customers now just won – or just uh, uh, took over Motion Plus. Okay. And um, and he has it on his TVs also now. Perfect. Yeah. Yep, that's what you want to hear. So, Tom, the next the next dream is now pay-per-view bowling. I, I think that's the next big event, right? <laughs> Here comes, what, one big pay-per-view a month. Idea question. Right, one big pay-per-view a month, Tom. That, that's the next thing you got to work on. Well, maybe Tiger and Phil will bowl next time. It'd be more exciting, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't say I really watched that to begin with, so I'll take you at your word for that. Uh, Tom Clark, thanks so much, man. And again, uh, don't forget uh, the Hall of Fame Classic coming up today, 10 o'clock, so we're pregame on FS1 when we're done. Turn on FS1 and uh, lots of good bowling coming up this morning. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Betcha. There he is, Tom Clark on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank, dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our communities since 1935. The uh, job that he has done. Outstanding. Um, Just outstanding. Where the sport was, uh, when he was here, everybody kind of wondering where it was going. Right. Uh and then to drop the bombshell of, oh, here's Flow Bowling. And then to drop the next bombshell of, oh, here's a Fox, Fox Sports deal yeah. that we're doing. Uh, oh, by the way, here are live tournaments that we're going to be doing. Yeah. And we're not taping every other damn thing under the sun anymore. Not that the casual fan even knew they were taped anyhow. Uh, but that's still a bigger deal, I think, for the bowlers knowing that it's live. Well, the, the, one of the funniest things was getting a text from you on how excited you were in the text. Oh, buddy. And I knew a couple of days even before you sent the yeah. text out to me because Tom was in the shop. Sure. Tell me everything about it. So when your text came in, I just Dude, I was had going, a pretty good laugh. I was going <laughs> nuts. Absolutely going nuts when I saw it. I, I, I told Gary and Rami, those guys in the studio. I just got all giddy. And I said, this is a game changer oh, yeah, for this, this sport. Is big. This is a game changer for this sport. Yeah. And my next thing that came out of my mouth after that was NASCAR's in trouble. Because they're going the wrong way, and mm. the PBA is coming up the right way mm. at, at this point. And they may pass in the night right. here as exactly. far as ratings go and everything else. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about that very first broadcast uh, on Fox uh, a couple of weeks ago. I guess it's been already now. The PBA clash, uh, as they mm-hmm. called it. We'll discuss that coming up next. It's the Castle Light Spare Time Bowling Show here on The Fan. That's the late Spare Time Bowling Show. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Dwight Albrecht here on a Sunday morning, 925. You come back, when I used to do the morning show, they always say, make sure to tell the time on the radio. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dwight Albrecht here as well. Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. And uh, Dwight, you said you were busy in the last segment. Just how busy have you been? Well, every year. I mean, 35 years now we've been yeah. doing it. I mean, so there's times of the year that it's a little slow and times of the Summer. year that it's busy. Yep. Yeah, and so it's it's great to obviously be busy. And I'll, I'm going to be in the shop all day trying to get caught up a little bit today to get all the balls drilled. It's just time commitments to get everything done. 
But it's wonderful to see the excitement in bowlers locally and nationally now. Yeah, it's awesome. And Fox, the PBA clash. I, I said in the uh, first segment with Commissioner Tom Clark, thanks again for him from coming on from the PBA Tour, uh, the player intros and profiles I thought was very, very well done. I mean, those guys, you could tell, some of them They're, acted like yeah. they were NFL players, and yeah. some of them just did whatever they wanted to it, do. It was good. It was professional. It was classy. It, it was well done. I liked right. it. I, I really did. Like I said, if it was a test, they clearly passed the test. Oh, yeah. It's it, like they, they, they learned everything that they maybe made a mistake under the old format with, and they just cleaned everything up so well. Well, the other thing is I think they are now being allowed to do stuff they wanted to do the whole time that right. ESPN maybe they couldn't. didn't want to put the funds right. into or the money into. And now Fox is. Okay, this strike tra- strike track graphic. Oh, I know. You know okay. I'm a geeky guy. <laughs> I thought of you. Oh, boy, did I. Oh, and I loved I it. I saw this, and I was like, holy crap, I boy. could tell you a half-hour story. <laughs> okay, strike track yes. graphic. So yep. first it tells you, <laughs> if you haven't seen this, it's on the right side of the screen, and it's like the whole bowling lane on the right side of the screen. And it right. even shows you where the arrows are uh, uh, and where the pins are and the whole deal. Uh, and this graphic at the top, uh, I wrote this all down so I didn't forget, uh, has <laughs> miles per hour. Which you could get at your local bowling alley when you throw a ball, right? It shows you that. Yep. Okay. Um, revolutions, <laughs> right? And you yep. don't necessarily get that at the bowling no, alley. You, you won't. But you get revolutions, okay? Yeah. So that's okay, fine, whatever. But the geeky part that this <laughs> this guy here likes is now it shows you what oh, board it's rolling yeah. over when it gets to the arrows, right? Right. And then the next one is what they call the break point when the ball starts to curve. Right. For those of you listening on the radio, when the ball starts to curve, what board that is and where it is. And the whole path is like a little line on this fake alley yes. as you see it. And then it says first shot, and then it gives you another thing that says ideal shot and draws another Right. Uh, line as well. So and that's go about, ahead. And that's about 20% of what it, what Spectral can really cover. I mean, they can cover a lot more. So I'll take my half an hour story, condense it to about a minute. So Go ahead. <laughs> Phil Brylow's up in like 10 minutes, so do what you want to do. Uh, one of the timing of everything in life, one of the greatest things I had a chance to do was the years of 1999 to 2001, USBC when they were out in South 76 across from Southridge, they did what was called CATS. CATS stood for Computer-Aided Tracking System. So they used solar and lenses to track the ball going down the lane. Spectal uses, I believe, cameras, four different cameras uh, on the lane to tell all the information. But the two are very, very similar. The only thing I was going to tell Tom, being the geek that I am, and what they taught me during CATS, and this is where I'm going with this, is at that time, again, there was a technology then, the years of uh, 1999 and 2001, what they said is when the ball entered the pocket at 17th board, your chances of leaving a 10-pin were 99 out of 100 shots. If you hit the pocket at 18th board, and I know now those numbers have changed. I I just did a little research last night. They're about another inch to the right of that, that you would get a strike 99 out of 100 times. Well, the current technology has it about 85% that USB-C did. But I know they can give that stat um, and that where it could help the viewer is if the uh, the pro leaves a 10 pin, well, now you know why they left the 10 pin, because they were one inch off of that flush pocket strike 60 feet away. So I know they can incorporate that. And they probably will as they go. That right. first show was pretty uh, 
it was a fun show, right? Kind of like an exhibition type deal. Yeah. It was it wasn't too serious. Today will be far more serious. Today will be a regular show. But that that PBA class show was just let's reintroduce everybody to the PBA that's ever that's ever uh, checked us out before. Give everybody some of the stars. Let everybody figure out Rob Stone in bowling that is not the same Rob Stone as he is in soccer, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of get a gist of it all. I think today. You might see a little bit more geekiness as you're looking for. When I was watching Specto, the first thing that popped in my head was if you watch the U.S. Open on Fox, they yeah. have that shot tracker. So when the pro hits the ball, they have the same yep. line tracer. So that immediately is what entered my head. But the thing that I liked about it was the speed and rub rate because so many local top bowlers are trying to compare themselves to the fan uh, to the pros, and now they have that ability to see what the pros' shots are. The other thing that I really liked was the actual path that it showed on the lane yeah. when they shot the ball. You could see like this little white path that yes. went, and then it stayed there through the next shot to give you an idea. Right. So how that, accurate they were. Right. I to me, I love that just as much as I love the whole strike tracker thing oh. on the right side. Now there's a bunch of numbers going on the right yes. side there. So you're probably going to lose some fans. Are like, I have no idea what that is. I don't even care about that. I'm just going to watch the show. And then there are going to be others that are true bowlers, which yep. are probably a lot of people that watch this show. They're going to get down with that whole thing on the right side and love it. Right. And one thing you did miss, though, is every time we get a pro on, their, their comment is, I watch what the ball does when it goes through the pins. Right. And with Specto, you actually saw what the ball did right. when when it hit the pins, how it you know went through the 1359. Yep. So that's the part that that's I awesome. was watching was was the line. It even showed the line the ball took when it went through the pins. That's right. That's what's so cool. It's absolutely awesome. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I love technology and bowling. Right. Okay. So that was awesome. Uh, I loved having Rob Stone back. Oh. Uh, that as, poor man was dying to say handbone that whole right. show, and he had to wait till the ninth frame of the last game. Big, big fan of having him back. I'm looking forward to seeing how this develops and if he has any new sayings and that type of stuff. Oh, he did give us a Yahtzee in there. He did, yes. He just gets so excited on stuff. That's what I think I love the most. Like, right. he just gets so excited. Right. Okay, the other thing I want to get to before we get to Phil Brylow. I've never been in my life. I don't know if you've been. But when they did the little bit on the Kegel Training Center and the technology that they have at the right. Kegel Training Center, yeah, like, all of that was amazing. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I would love to do that. The mirrored one that they had, I think that was, I don't know how they do it or whatever else. Yeah. That looked like something out of a movie. Well, Spectro, Spectro, actually, there is one proprietor in town on 51st and Howard that has a pair of lanes that has Spectro on it. And one of the other things they have for, for teaching the bowlers targeting is something called the torch. And that's like a laser beam that comes from the top of the ceiling down. And I think you saw that in that bit, too, from Kegel. Oh, right. Yeah. So and, it's not just the the printout of what every shot is, is they also have other things like that light coming down from the ceiling. Right. Showing where your target is. Yeah. I mean I, I just I was amazed by the whole thing. Yeah. And right. Pierce was like, Oh, everybody come down here and try it. I was like, I'd love to. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. you have to pay through the nose oh, yeah. in order to use <laughs> any of that stuff. They don't yeah. tell you that. I think a half but, day lesson down there is five hundred dollars, I believe. A half day. A half a day or half an hour? Half day lesson. I believe it's five hundred dollars. I believe I could be that a little might, off that on might that. Be, that might be totally worth it. A half a day. Yeah, I've had a couple of customers go down there. Really? Mm-hmm. In Florida? Yeah, they're looking yeah, in Florida. That's yep. that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we will talk with Phil Brylow 
of Extra Fame and uh, PBA.com, uh, of course, working with Flow Bowling now. We'll get his thoughts because he's behind the scenes, so he can mm-hmm. tell you the difference and what really is going on with Flow Bowling now versus what they were using before, and I think it's going to blow your mind. We'll do that coming up next. Welcome back, Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show on 105.7 FM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiber, Dwight Albert, and our guy that's normally the co-host of the show, who is out and about probably more this year than he's ever been. He is Phil Brylow down at the PBA Hall of Fame Classic in Texas, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning, Sparky. Good morning, Dwight. Dwight, you'd love it right now. Geek that you are, I'm standing <laughs> next to Earl the Bowling Robot in the Research yep. Center. I've got five different oiling machines next to me. I've got all kinds of charts about carry percentage like you were just talking about before. You'd be in heaven right now, man. Well, I was just telling Sparky between break that they actually renamed CATS to BOLTS, B-O-L-T-S. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're working on a camera system similar to Specto also. Right. So, yes, yeah, I love the numbers between behind bowling. Yeah, it's a neat little research center they have here in Arlington, Texas as well with the uh, training center. Still kind of bitter. That it's not here, but I'll move yes. on. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what what you have going on with Extra Frame that people could still sign up with uh, over at the the PBA Tour. Flow Bowling now coming in to help run Extra Frame. Talk about the differences that what you're working with now versus what you had before. Well, basically before is you were kind of at the mercy of our coverage on Extra Frame. We were limited in the number of pairs we could cover inside a bowling center. Uh, you had to deal with us talking all the time unless you turn the volume down now it's pretty neat this week here in arlington uh, we had all seven pairs that were in play covered with its own set of cameras and scoreboards so not only could you keep an eye on what we call the flow zone now uh, which is we're finding highlights things are going on guys are on big strike strings chasing 300 that type of thing and uh, you can even second screen as well you can bring up two streams at the same time keep us on the flow zone and then you want to follow Jason Belmonte all day, you have the ability to do so now. We didn't have that with Extra Frame, so it's really great if you're a bowling fan. Uh, you should be watching Flow Bowling, no doubt about it. So what's been the reaction like uh, from the people that watched it before versus watching it now? I have to assume that they're blown away by it. Yeah, absolutely. They're, the, the players are blown away by it. The players, you know, we see them come up to the booth all the time and just going, hey, let guys know I'm going to be on this pair and, and that type of thing. So the players are really into it as well. And they know that the fans are, you know, are what's going to help grow flow bowling. And uh, it, it's just been an unbelievable experience as we take, you know, a good product and we, we've made it absolutely great. And this is where they could use social media too, though. I mean, they could get on social media before they start their next pair or whatever, if they're thinking about it, or have a family member or a girlfriend or a wife tweet out, hey, uh, if you want to follow Bellamo, he's on this pair now. If you're over at flowbowling.com watching it, uh, you could follow him on this pair. I think that's always good. How many people you got working on this now? Is it the same number of people, or have they added people? No, it's basically myself and Jeff Goodger came over from the Extra Frame crew. And uh, it's basically the people that we get on site. Uh, each event flows, flow sports out of Austin. Uh, they contract with local contractors to help us with 
camera operators or scoreboard operators. And, and, you know, Jeff and I are basically a heart and soul to sing. Curtis Von Kruger, who's the deputy commissioner of the PBA's son, uh, he's our production assistant. He helps get everything done as well. And uh, it, it's a good team that came over from Extra Frame to get this going for Flow Bowling. And then Flow's really committed the resources to us uh, to help give the fans a better experience. That's just amazing. How is uh, viewership and, and sign-up for this thing going? I've heard it's good. I don't get the exact numbers because I'm a contractor with Flow Bowling. Right. But they are very happy with the results they are getting. And the thing with Flow Sports is we're just one of 24 different verticals that they have uh, that fans can watch all right. kinds of sports. We've had, yeah. we, I know a few of the bowlers were fans of MMA. And so they had Flow Grapple, one of their verticals, that they were already subscribers to. So – if you subscribe to Flow Bowling, you get every other vertical along with that with their what they call Flow Sports Pro subscription. Nice. So, and you get all kinds of bonuses as a subscriber as well because Flow Bowling is great on social media. They put highlights out there, like EJ Tackett at the first three hundred of the season out there. Right. Uh, they had it on Facebook within five minutes of when it actually happened. They had video clips that they had taken separate from the Flow Bowling stream, and but the special things as a as a pro subscriber, you get you get tips from the pros. Uh, Andrew Anderson's got some great tips out there right now. They just posted earlier today, and it, it really pays to be a pro subscriber to Flow Bowling. How much does that cost? Uh, it's $150 a year, so it's a little pricier than it was with Extra Frame, but you get a lot of other bonuses. Like I said, you get all those other channels you can watch. I was watching a wrestling meet uh, right before New Year's Day from Chicago, big college wrestling meet, the, the Marshall, uh, Marshall uh, Medium, I believe they call it, and uh, it was it was pretty fun to watch. It was part of my Flow Bowling subscription, so. It's like ten, just over ten bucks a month, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not bad at all. I did no, not know that you could end up watching the other sports that they do offer on Flow Sports. I just thought the subscription was just for the bowling, and so now you're telling us that you can watch any of the other avenues that they offer. Oh, absolutely! You know, they have they have an auto racing channel. They have a marching band channel for people that are in the watching. Now you're talking. Now I'm in. Yeah. That's my thing right there. So, now you actually, got me. One of our guys in Austin, Texas, Michael Gilly, who's now working with the bowling, he started with Flow Sports doing the marching band stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's pretty neat, all the different stuff and the value you get for your subscription. Uh, it's not just Flow Bowling. It's anything else that Flow Sports airs that you get for that just about $12.50 a month. The thing that I saw this week differently than, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you haven't done is, Actually, during one of the matches, you interviewed EJ on the lanes. Well, what, what happened was it was such a small center here with the ITRC. It's right. only a 14-lane bowling center. And so we had to set up next to lane one. So we had to kind of be quiet on how we were talking some of that. But we had a headset up available for the bowlers where they could come over and talk. And EJ was moving out from his other pair to one and two. And we were talking to Tom Clark at the time. And I just looked at EJ and I just pointed at my headset and I go, you want to talk to Tom about your 300? Absolutely. And we just gave EJ the headset and away they went. So, uh, you know, now it's a little more opportunity for the bowlers if they want to stop by the booth. We have a booth where, you know, we can throw a headset on between games if they want to talk, that type of thing. So it's, it's pretty neat that way. We get the ball reps in the booth. They talk about some of the technical aspects of the game. Uh, we get some players on occasion as well. We had Hall of Famer Mike Albee in the, in the booth for a while this week talking about his great career. Yeah, what made EJ made me laugh on EJ's comment was he was comparing his eyesight to the pitch of his thumb hole. Yes. Zero and zero. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my lord. Yeah, he was he was he was that right was priceless. Yeah. Yeah, right before three hundred he was trading glasses with Daria Payak. So you <laughs> oh see on the uh, WBT women's show. So it was it was kind of an amusing point, but uh yeah, but 
you know, EJ throws the first 300 of the, uh, of the PBA <laughs> tour season and big thing this year, chasing 300, uh, is a big thing here today on Fox. And, you know, they announced this week too, if, if somebody shoots a 300 game on any of the Fox shows, not just for the million dollars, everybody in America gets a free game of, of, of bowling at their local bowling center. Nice. That's pretty so, cool. Every bowling yeah, center but, just found that out for the first time. So. <laughs> Glad you could break that to the Bullock proprietors. Hey, uh, I got I got one one other thing for you. Live shows, uh, taking this thing out on the road with all the live shows they're going to do this year, that is it, it's unbelievable. I didn't think they could ever get back to this point of having these many live shows again. Well, it's pretty neat because yesterday, you know, here we are at Flow Bowling covering all the qualifying of the tournament, and we're in the same area where they need to set up TV the next day, and so it it was amazing. The ballet we did, pulling our equipment out. They're pulling their equipment in and and getting set up. And there is the crew that they have for these Fox Sports shows. It looks to be about twice as big as what I saw for a lot of the ESPN shows. Uh, so you know, they're Fox is committing the resources to these live shows to make them the best they can. And uh, they're going to do it week after week after week out here on tour. And I'm looking forward to getting out of their way and watching the shows. The thing that I like with Flow Bowling the most, uh, and Sparky always talks about when the, the cream rises to the top and you get the top vibe on TV, but for a fan of like a bowling like me, what I love the most about Flow Bowling is all the talent that's out there to the guys that don't make the shows, names, upcoming names that you don't hear about because obviously they don't make the top five on national TV. Uh, I didn't know EJ Tackett had a brother. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's pretty Zach, good, too. Yeah, Zach Tackett won his first regional title a couple of months back. So uh, Zach is going to probably hit some of the stops in the Midwest a little later this year. And there's uh, a good crop of candidates coming out that we're going to see more of next week uh, when we're in Shawnee of guys that are going to be trying for this year's Rookie of the Year as well. We had Greg Young here this week, and there's quite a few more players getting ready to join him, like Packy Hanrahan. So it's a, it's a great bowling name. For some reason, I just like that bowling name, Packy. Like pack in the pocket. Oh, packy. I thought you said khaki like khaki pants. You said packy. No, packy. Packy. Yeah, khaki like packing the pocket. Like pack in the pocket. <laughs> he is Phil Brylow. He'll be packing up his gear to get out of Texas here in just a little while. Phil, thanks so much. Looking forward to uh, watching this TV show on Fox Sports 1. Absolutely. I'm going to go try to grab a seat somewhere because it is full to the brim here in Arlington. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week from Shawnee. There right you go. Phil. There he is, Phil Brylow. I'm the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank, dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our community since 1935. Up next, we'll preview uh, the TV show coming up at 10 o'clock, so about 12 minutes away from turning on Fox Sports 1 and watching the PBA Tour. We'll do that coming up next. We've actually stayed on the clock today. Something very unusual. Clearly, week number one is what's happened. Steve Sparky, Fiber Dwight Albrecht, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Go check him out. Buy a bowling ball. Get a bowling ball drilled, refitted, whatever the case may be. And just a reminder, you're in Wisconsin. Do not leave your bowling balls in your car when it's cold outside. Yes. Don't do this. You're asking for it to crack. Yeah. Just, just don't do it. Yeah. You old guys know this, but... These young kids nowadays, they, ah, oh, it'll be fine. No, it's not going to be. But you go ahead and try your luck and see what happens. Uh, okay, let's uh, talk a little bit about the PBA Tour. Uh, coming up today here on Fox Sports uh, 1. Looking forward to watching this show. I'll obviously miss the first part because I'll have it on DVR driving home. But uh, the number five seed, Rhino Page, is mm-hmm. the five seed. 
barely beating out Jason Cerner, who was the sixth seed. EJ Tackett was seven. Sam Cooley, eight. DJ Archer, nine. Christopher Prather out of Plainfield, Illinois, was 10. So you almost had Tackett in the show a couple spots back. Mm-hmm. Jesper Svensson, uh, fourth. I am anxious to see how people react to some of these bowlers now that they're going to get to double a little bit more. Like Svetson, he, he's one of them. Uh, Bill O'Neill, uh, third. I like Bill O'Neill, big fan. Uh, two, Jason Belbati, Bill O'Neill's buddy, uh, yep. is second. Everybody knows who he is already. The guy that makes me, I, I can't, he, I, I, I just feel uncomfortable watching him bowl. Dwight, how he releases the ball, it just oh, is very, yes. very awkward Butch and weird. And, and then, yeah, co- and come, right, and then yeah. coming to find out that Peterson said he's putting all three figures in the ball when he releases the ball the way he does. I don't, they should take like a close up of him and slow oh, it down. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. And slow it down and show people like how the release actually happens. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way his wrist bends, uh, a normal human can't do that. I don't know what if he has no bones or joints in his wrist or whatever the deal is, but it's like Gumby. Right? It is. Yes. It totally is. And it yeah. works for him, so nobody's going to tell him to change it. Yeah, and he throws mainly con- uh, uh, urethane, and right. he has a conventional fit. He doesn't even have yep. fingertip. So mm. everything on that release is abnormal. Right. Uh, okay, so between Rhino, Jesper, Bill O'Neill, Jason, uh-huh. uh, and Jacob, yep. those five, who do you like? I have to go with Belmo. And there's a, you know, we and we probably need a whole hour for this, but there's a ton of social media this week, uh, uh, you know, with all the rule changes coming still with Boeing uh, this coming year about two-handed Boeing, you know, and Swenson's two-handed. And you got two two-handed bowlers out of the five. But I, I Belmo looked good all week. He can play that inside line when they break down. He shot, uh, they showed 279 of him lofting gutter cappings. Uh, during the week, uh, they showed the whole game of him shooting 279, throwing the ball over the gutter capping. He does stuff with a bowling ball the average pro cannot do. I would agree with that. Yeah. But what about Butchrop having the whole left side to himself? Well, if he gets lined up, and obviously— He's uh, bowling last. Bowling so. last, right? And the righty sides are going to—well, you got Swenson, who's left-handed yeah, also. Yeah, you'll have that. So the line will be screwed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, to a degree, it, depending on how far he goes. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about Svetson being left-handed. Yeah. So that could be interesting. You could have two lefties in the final. Possibly. You could have two lefties. Yeah. That could be a, that like could to, be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd like to see um, uh, O'Neal against uh, Belmo. Uh, they're such good friends. I'd like to see how they would interact with each other during that match. But I think Belmo wins. Some of the other names uh, on this list of the top 18, uh, Tom Doherty, uh, 17th, uh, Kyle Troop. That'll be fun as people get to know Kyle Troop mm-hmm. when he makes some TV shows. Uh, 14, Tom Smallwood, 13, Wes Malott, 12th. Stu Williams, who had a lot of stew chance going yes. on. The PBA Clash, uh, 11th, DJ Archer, uh, 9th. And then, of course, EJ Tackett and Jason Cerner, 6th yep. and 7th. One guy that we watched all summer, uh, Nextra Frame, and uh, I think he's going to make a lot more shows this year. I think he'll be a household name as Chris Pather. Oh, you're buying Chris Pather, oh. are you? Extremely, extremely talented, gifted uh, bowler. Watch for him this year. And he's a well, kind of local guy. I mean, from Illinois, from Plainfield, Illinois. So incredible game, r- relatively close. One-handed guy uses his thumb. Correct. Good. So he's not bowling with two hands and Correct. all that other stuff. Uh, okay, so that's coming up today at ten o'clock. We'll be back out in the air now every Sunday morning at nine o'clock. 
uh, going forward with the Castellanes Spare Time Bowling Show. And I, I'll just say we only have a, a couple minutes left, but if you would have told me, Dwight Albright, uh, when we started this show years ago, that we would be sitting in this position with a PBA tour today, I think everybody would have said you're out of your mind. That you'd have the PBA on regular Fox Sports a few times throughout the year, over-the-air TV, which I never thought they'd ever get back to. Then you would tell me that they'd be on Fox Sports 1 and re-aired on all the regional Fox Sports throughout the week for those that people that missed it. That's crazy. Because remember, when you're on ESPN, yeah, they got ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN, U, ESPN, everything, but they weren't re-airing it the way this is getting re-aired all over the country with all the regional Fox Sports. The The... The impact that this has on this sport um, is unbelievable. It's a great time to be a bowling fan, and we have to thank our commish, Tom Clark, for having the vision to do all this. And uh, now they have that spotlight. Now they have to take and run with it. I was being nice because it was the first time we had Tom Clark on. But the next time we have Tom Clark on, I'm going to ask about (laughs) sponsorships. Right. I said nothing this time. I was right. being nice. I was, yeah, was going to go there, I too. I was watching PBA Clash, and I'm looking for new sponsors along right. the little side billboards over the lane. I'm like, okay, who do we got? Who's new? At Barbasol, okay. Oh, we see Barbasol. Dexter, uh, okay. All right, good. Whatever. And then you have the bowling companies. Okay. I- I'm waiting for my Budweiser, Miller. I- I'm waiting for a Me pop. Too. I Me need too. a pop. Now, maybe the pop doesn't come till after year one. So you put all your cumulative numbers together, which are going to be giant. Gigantic. And then you go to your sponsors in year two and go, this is what we got in year one where we're trying to get our feet underneath us at Fox Sports. And now this is year two, what it's going to be. You need to get on board. And that is what I'm expecting is going to happen. Year two is when you're going to see the pop. Year two is when these bowlers will start to make more money. We have to get sponsorship out of bowling. What? We have to get sponsorship that is not bowling related is what I'm saying. Other companies that... It's the ball manufacturer's been keeping the tour on for too long. We got to get agreed, right? That's because there's nobody else, right? We have to get those other guys. There there is nobody else out there at this point, but there's going to be a bunch of people out there at this point now because you're going to have the numbers. Like PBA League last year had LL Bean, right? More guys like that. That's what we need. Correct. That's what you want. He is Dwight Albrecht, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. That'll wrap it up for the first week of the Castellates Airtime Bowling Show, our season premiere. Back again next week. We'll talk about what happens coming up here at 10 o'clock on FS1 live show from Arlington, Texas, the PBA Hall of Fame Classic. Again, uh, if you missed it, the five seed is Ronald Page, the four seed, Jesper Svensson, the three seed, Bill O'Neill, the second seed, Jason Belmonte, and the first seed, Jacob Buttreff. Uh, That is your lineup. Enjoy the rest of your day. College basketball show, Dawa Chillis comes up at noon here on The Fan. Toodles! Toodles!